right. So I'm Adam Chapnick from Indiegogo. We are the world's largest open crowdfunding platform where anyone, anywhere, can raise money for anything at any time, right now. And uh, tell me a little about uh, how Indiegogo started. It started when one of my colleagues, uh, Danae Ringelman, and her uh, co-founders, Slava Rubin and Eric Scheld, saw an opportunity to help revolutionize the way that films were getting funded, um, with an eye toward applying that to everything in the world. But Danae was working as an analyst in, on the entertainment industry and really saw that filmmakers were having a hard time raising funds and conceived of this as a way to solve that problem. So we started all in film and then we opened it to anything everywhere and now it's really been gratifying to see how everybody's using it. It's been really great. And uh, how, at the time, like how long ago was it that this all started? Uh, I think Danae first had the idea back in like 2006. Uh, we launched in 2008, in January of 2008. Uh, so we've been around uh, close to five years. So was there anything like that out there at the time or were you basically kind of coming up from, from scratch? Well, crowdfunding isn't new. I mean, it goes back probably thousands of years of people pooling their money together to get a common desired outcome. But uh, even you know, the Statue of Liberty was a popular example of crowdfunding where people sent in $10 to help uh, put the pedestal in the bay where the statue could go on. Um, but doing it in the way that we do online with an interface like we created, we were the first ones that we know of. And so what uh, has made it so popular? Why are people using it? Why are people donating? Why are people giving? I don't know the word that I should be using. Cause <laughs> hey, giving, donating, contributing, it's all, that's all what they're doing. Um, you know, its I think it works because it taps into a couple of revolutionary ideas. One is it's a whole new layer of commerce for people who are creating campaigns to connect with their customers or users or fans or audience or whatever they do. Um, in the old days, those people had to make whatever their thing was and make it. Um, and when it was done, they would go to market and say, does anyone want this thing I made? And then they would hope you know, that they had an audience. Um, now, with crowdfunding, the same people can go and say, I have this plan or this idea and it's in process and you can be part of that. So in the old way, when they went to market and someone did buy, whether they wanted a little bit or they wanted a lot or they were crazily passionate and were waiting up all night to get it, all of them paid the same amount for the thing. It would be $10, let's say. If I kind of wanted it, here's the 10 bucks. If I really want it, it's 10 bucks. If I can't wait to have it, it's 10 bucks. In the new way, you invite everybody into the process and you say, if you're a little bit passionate, you can give me 10 bucks and you'll get the thing when it's done. If you're really passionate, you can give me 50 bucks and you'll get the thing in the special edition or you'll get two of the things signed by me or some other experience that allows you to be more connected to me, the process, and some kind of endeavor that maybe you've always wanted to be a part of but couldn't be. So it's a very exciting way to unlock the value of whatever the creative process people do and invite people who want to be a part of it uh, to take part in it. So. I was talking about um, this thing called the, the idea of a shadow artist. It's an idea that people always wish they could have tried something else, but they made a decision to be what they are, right? For some good reason. Like I'm a dentist, but I wish I could have been a, you know, a baseball player. So, uh, you know, if you're a lawyer but you wanted to be a, a movie star, you don't want to go right now. You don't want to be a movie star enough to go try and start that career and do all the miserable stuff you have to do to become an actor. But if I have a movie on Indiegogo and I say, 
you give me something you have, Mr. Lawyer, which is money, let's say it's 500 bucks, I'll put you in the film, in a scene. Or maybe if what you always wanted to do is be a filmmaker, you can come to the set and you can be a part of the crew or you can make certain creative decisions just for trading money. And that's really fun because suddenly you're a part of a process just for a weekend in exchange for money. That was never possible before. So in the evolution of the kind of campaigns, I guess, that the people have uh, started, you see a difference in terms of how people are presenting it or where they add in, they're at in their project or that kind of thing? Oh yeah, it's been amazing, thrilling to find, to, to see how people evolve. I mean, you know, when it started it was very sort of one-dimensional, we need money, thanks, see you later. People have started to understand that engagement really helps um, uh, projects earn more money. We've shared a lot of data and if you go to Indiegogo's blog under insights, there's a huge number of analytics that share how you can be a thousand percent more successful with your campaign. If you do X, you'll make a hundred percent more than if you do Y, things like that. But what we've seen is mostly around how people really understand how to engage their audience, both in their video, where a personal video has really helped. When, when people started doing personal videos, instead of just like a, a still, it increased campaigns by 122%. And then there's other incremental increases like that about around perks, perk levels, perk amounts, and how to uh, offer them. All kinds of things, updates. If you update uh, 31 times in your campaign, you make 408% more money. Things like that. And people are starting to understand that and do it. And we're having amazing results. It's very So do you see amazing. any areas as becoming sort of, or they're sort of better suited for this? Or is it just everything and how they present it? I mean, we've been stunned by the variety of projects and businesses and causes and creative projects that have used it successfully. I mean, one of the fun things about being an open platform, we very much believe in not curating. You know, we are about not knowing better than you what's worth raising money, um, is that we've seen incredible things get funded that we would never have dreamed of. We had the first crowdfunded baby a couple of months ago, where a couple who was unable to get pregnant got IVF that they crowdfunded and people gave them the money, it worked, and they just had a baby, which they did not name Indiegogo, but that's okay. Um, but also things like a broken tooth or the Tesla Museum that's happening right now, where it's about, probably about to go over a million dollars. A guy just thought it would be cool to buy Nikola Tesla's old laboratory to save it from being a strip mall, and lots and lots of people agreed. And now he raised 970 something thousand dollars in counting. So is the amount of money, like you're talking about almost a million dollars, is that sort of, is the amount of money in general becoming a lot more than it was, or does it really A lot more. Vary? Every, we break our own records, it seems, every couple weeks, um, which I, I think is only going to keep happening. I mean, it's so much of crowdfunding is still totally unknown to most of the people who would benefit most from it. And so it's thrilling to see how people discover it and use it. It's crazy. So with, with the amount of money going up so much, uh, how can you be sure, how can the person giving the money be sure that it's actually going to go to what they say it's going to go to? What we've found, first of all, all of crowdfunding is a contract between a funder and the project creator. Um, and what we found is that because of the nature of the crowdfunding endeavor, you have to go through your first circle before strangers will start giving you money. In fact, the data shows that between 20 and 40% of any campaign, regardless of its goal, needs to be funded by first circle. That's people who know you, know of you, know that you're a person, have interacted with you. It could be your Facebook friends, your Twitter following, your family. And then once that threshold has been reached, strangers will start to give. So what we found is that 
if you're willing to screw over your best friend, your mother, your sister, your brother, and everyone you know, um, then yes, you can let down a lot of people, but that's a very powerful deterrent, and we've found that very, very few cases of funders being disappointed because the project owners didn't do what they said they would do. One other thing I'd say is that even though it often will happen, that maybe you predict you can do something with an amount of money where you weren't able to do exactly that, by being in communication with your funders, they're very, very supportive and often will fund you a second time to help you finish something that you misjudged. Okay, and now uh, two last questions. One is we're at the GROW conference, we're in Canada. Yeah. So is there a particular reason that you're at the GROW conference and do you see uh, any particular connection to Canada in terms of the kind of projects that are being put on in Yes, and yeah, I mean, the reason we're at the GROW conference is because it's an amazing place where uh, hundreds and hundreds of incredibly creative people are bringing projects, every one of which is worthy of an amazing crowdfunding campaign. Why wouldn't we be here? I mean, um, I'm dizzied by all of the amazing things that have come out of these people. So, um, literally every single person at this conference uh, would benefit from an Indiegogo campaign. So, we're happy to be a part of that group. Um, Canada, in particular, is a very active country uh, for Indiegogo. Um, it's, you know, obviously English language speaking helps because Indiegogo is, is currently in English and German. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it's um, a very natural fit. I mean, there's incredible, we've had a lot of success stories out of Canada already, and I expect there's only going to be more. And uh, just lastly, is uh, what's sort of on the future for Indiegogo? Future is finding more ways that we can serve the people that we're serving better, do more things that create more success and higher amounts of funding and more engagement so that more people can have uh, happy endings, you know, more people can have happy success stories with, um, with their crowdfunding campaigns.